0: I think my staff's getting tired of me quoting Mark Sean Lynch, but like, he still said it best. Like, he's about that action, right? Like, Like on purpose, no matter where the location of the pitch is, you crazy fool. Like, I'm telling you right now, there is not one hitter on the planet. Fellas, fellas,
1: fellas. I don't know about that, but you know what? I'll save it for 12 months from now, and we'll talk about it in 12 months. (laughs) Don't leave that dugout. We got Bo and Joe coming up next. On the farm system, right here, right now, fellas, fellas, fellas. Welcome back to another episode of the Farm Unfiltered. Sitting down with uh, no Bo Callis, but we got we got our boy Cody so Martin today.
0: In, in honor of Bo and the ladies, right? Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, we just so, think someone in. had to do it. Someone, someone had,
1: it. had to get in there. Yeah. So uh, we were uh, first off, great week. A lot of things moving yeah. actually got some, you, you thought the first docu series was dope. We got some other things in the, on the, on the fire already, mm. you know, the far we don't in the farm, we don't stay, you know, one thing mm-hmm. for too long. Um, but we had some, uh, pretty good conversations, uh, the other day, um, we we're sitting in the office talking about some of this now that you've been with, uh, you know, really incorporating and <laughs> like fire hose, of mm. uh, so much information for, um, a couple, you know, what are we going over a year now?
0: Uh, a little over a year. Yep.
1: Little over a year since you know, kind of started getting into a lot yeah. of our training stuff, and now obviously being in house, but we were having some good conversations so with that. Probably be a good conversation to you know, kind of share with everybody else because I think one of the main things that we brought up um, first off, your shoes are just distracting me, all right? Like, at least put them in sport mode. I like, I feel like they're gonna fall off. Well, yeah, it's
0: croc game. No, I got, okay. I got stupid croc control,
1: okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, I just, before we move on, listen, I got both of y'all in Crocs. I got Bo rolling around in toe shoes. Listen, y'all just as a unit, you know what I'm saying? Like, as a unit, we just, we need to get better. Like, as a unit, the Crocs and the toe shoes, like, I'm the only one that wears real shoes.
0: Well, I got I got some J's hiding in there, but we don't whip them out all the time. That's yeah. hilarious. It's comfy.
1: Okay, so... Um, okay. So yeah. So one of the things that we were, uh, one of the things that we were kind of talking about is like, there's a lot of, uh, there's been a bunch of pro organizations that have stopped by now. Um, and also too, there's a lot of guys that will come in and like shadow when we, you know, we're training, we we're talking about how if someone came by for, you know, a day or three days or whatever that was, like how, um, with once you kind of go into that, we we're having that conversation of like, even if you came in and you were here for a day or three days, how you're only kind of getting that little glimpse in time mm-hmm. isn't, isn't, it, it could give you some, maybe some clues, but yeah, yeah why don't you open that up?
0: Yeah. So, uh, kind of like where we were going was, um, you know, people would come in for a few days, right. And they would, they would learn a lot. Uh, they'd take so much away. Um, some of the players would even, um, they'd be like processing information they'd be like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, I never thought about it like that, but it's funny because it's been over a year and I still have those moments. Like, um, you know, when we're in, and not just with you, even with myself at times, um, mm. uh, like almost retraining how, how to think about training and how the body works. Um, and so it's been really interesting because I believe it was September last, you know, over a year ago. So, I'm um, not this last September, but the September before, uh, when I first started and, um, still on a daily basis, I feel like, um, there's always new information or, relearning the information that we've already kind of known or had some ideas about, um, that continue to dive deeper, um, or continue to understand why, um, maybe, Hey, I don't know necessarily everything about why this works. Um, but I'm seeing that it works and getting to know more of the why, um, so you can better prescribe certain exercises, certain drills, uh, to certain hitters. Um, and so, um, also to everyone that's come in, um, you know, from the pro organizations, um, they've all, all brought pieces into and and in, given their information. And so piecing that with, um, kind of the information that we're already giving, um, has been exciting to say the least. It's just been cool to see it all pieced together and, um, kind of the stuff that you see them, them doing, um, at the pro level and then seeing how in depth we are, uh, in comparison to some of that stuff as well. And it's, it's just incredible opportunity uh, for some of these kids to come in here and train. It's, um, it really is um, to a professional level understanding uh, with some of this information. It's, it's reminded me, um, you know, how high level some of this information is. And then um, having the opportunity to train like a pro, everyone talks about it, like you want to be a professional, um, you know, train like a professional, Uh, train like one of them, surround yourself with one of them. And um, yeah, no, it's just been, it's been a continuous learning process to say the least and every single day is more and more it's n- it's never stopping and so um yeah that's kind of where my mind was going it just blows my mind every day even even myself my own thoughts like you know i wouldn't have thought about it that way or even challenged myself sometimes you know uh, you see something work and then i even challenge myself like okay why does that work or will it work with more than just a couple people um and then finding new ways to get results and stuff and so Um, Yeah, that's been really exciting to kind of kind of see that all play out and then know that the people that come here for a few days, um, they're learning a lot. But it's just it's funny because there's still so much more um, in the tank to learn for everybody, including us, too. So. um, So, yeah, it's kind of. Yep. Where my mind was out.
1: Yeah, um one well, just kinda take us through too I thought it was a good story was um we had the pro guy another the other day and like some of the comments like he had made as he was leaving and then um you know like your kind of response back to him. So uh you talking about to, uh, Dante? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and so uh it's actually kinda funny because similar in age, uh he's actually a little bit younger than me. And so um it was kinda cool, just a just a little bit. Uh but it it was cool to work with him. Um uh, and kind of see his process, and he's an incredible athlete, very strong kid, um, athletic, um, also works his butt off, so just a little shout-out for him. It was was Mm -hmm. cool to have him here. Um, But his – he was definitely challenged in how he was thinking and and how he was training. Uh, I don't know the particulars of how he's trained in the past. I didn't really get into the details with that. Um, But everything that we said, it was always – it was always – dang, like, yeah, I feel that, like, I didn't think about that, or, um, you know, yeah, 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 for sure, like, that makes a lot of sense, and, you know, he's making those comments, but you could tell he never really had, um, he's always brought to do what he did type of thing wherever he was at, Um, never continued to, um, like, push those boundaries with how he was training and everything, and so. um, Yeah,
1: he made a a comment, um, he made a comment where he said, you know, like all my teammates are always like, you know, this is my feels and this is what I need to feel and X, Y, and Z. And he was like, he's like, I didn't have any feels. Like I didn't, I I didn't, I didn't really feel much.
0: Yeah. He was challenging himself to feel things a lot. Uh, You know, as like, as you noticed too, he was like, you know, I'm trying to feel like that hip and, and, you know, um, as you, you know, continue to go up and people have their own processes and he's, he's getting around other people. Um, Yeah. No, I mean, it was, he's always been such a good athlete. It was cool to see him uh, work through that process of, um, and like you, you explained, like you're not in the box with him, right? Like mm-hmm. you're, you're not in the box. I'm not in the box. Like it's him up there. And so he has to have those feels, um, to be able to make those adjustments quicker and the quicker he can make those adjustments, um, you know, the better he's going to be. Um, and so creating that feel is like, uh, that was super important for him that he felt what was going on and, and he was able to uh, make that adjustment, uh, without waiting for one of us to say something. And so, um, yeah, that was, that was cool to see him go through that process too.
1: Yeah. No. And then also, um, I remember, uh, day three when he was leaving, um, what did he, yeah. What did he say? And then the, your guys' conversation that you
0: Oh yeah. At the end he was like, uh, he was like, yeah, I'll be back next off season for sure. <laughs> and, uh, he was like, yeah, I'm not waiting until however many days it was before he went to spring training. It, like was, three like, days. it was like, yeah, four he, days. Was like, he was like, I'll be here all off season. He's like, yeah. I'm not waiting until three days before spring training. So yeah. Um, and then also too, he started doing stuff with push too and, mm-hmm. and how that correlates with everything that we're doing hitting wise. And, um, yeah, he was, he was fired up He's he was like, I ain't waiting until, I ain't wait until three days. I'll be here all night. Yeah. Long cause
1: long. he just started with push even in January. Mm-hmm. So it was funny cause I didn't know, uh, when he first came in, uh, when we were kind of going through our initial like biomechanical, uh, analysis on him, um, we're going through everything and I was, you know, mm-hmm. basically telling him again, kind of connecting a lot of dots for him. Mm-hmm and talking through uh, the some instability that he had in his pelvis some of those things and i was like yeah if you like you know if you were a strength guy or pt like you know these are things that we would find blah, blah 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 um and i was like do you have a strength guy like mm-hmm. he was like i think it was like day one i'm like you have a strength guy you work with and he's like He's like, yeah, I work with uh, Taylor over at Push, and I was like, oh yeah, Taylor's my boy. Yeah. But I was like, um, but I was like, well, when did you start with him? And he was like, oh, back in January, uh, which again, like you know, he's only been with him for about a month at this point. And then we were, um, I was like, well, what did they tell you? And he was like, yeah, like basically, all we're training is crossbody strength and, and pelvic stability. And I'm like, well, that's a good. That's good yeah. because again, that's like literally what I was I was seeing as well. So it's cool, and you can see that overlap between the two, and it connects the dots. The dots obviously for the athlete, um, but I also thought it was. Um, I also thought it was good because again, uh, a lot of times of having those conversations of being like, hey, you know, when we're on the skilled side of the ball, um, you know, again, it isn't just one side, right? You just, you can't, um, one of the analogies I gave is like, okay, like your, your uh, Pilates instructor, she might have, you know, really strong, really stable, you know, really stable mm-hmm. pelvis, uh, maybe some phenomenal like cross body strength, uh, but with that being said, again, like she also can't hit, right? And there is a, you know, just because you have the range of motion and the stability to go through these things, you still have to have, again, there's a lot of other things that go into it when you're going into like coordinate, you know, coordination, firing patterns, and all these things that you have to get into. Uh, where I think, I think, I've said it before, but I think people downplay um, the CNS side of like the sequencing and like, you know, especially when it comes into firing patterns um, and what uh, like coordination, what that process actually looks like. Um, and actually like developing coordination, like how, uh, skilled uh, that takes and how, you know, when we go into it, especially when you need coordination in a very short period of time, it's one thing when you're trying to build, Oh, the kid's not coordinated and he's 14 years old and you, you know, you got a whole four, you know, like he's going to over four years, like he's going to have general coordination that he'll gain back after he gets used to his body. But when it comes into like, you know, um, more like kinesthetic or like proprioception of like, just like a deeper levels of awareness, and like uh, if you think about like a guy, kinesthetic awareness is it's really like fine. It's almost like thinking about like you know like ping pong or mm-hmm. you know those 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 skills, and that's why like, there's a lot of transfer from like baseball players over to a lot of these other sports um, is because of having um, that skill set that comes with that, and and like awareness of even the fine fine motions um, that happen. And I think that that's a big deal, especially when you're like, you know, you have like infielders and things like that. I think infielders um, more than most just because of like um, positioning of your glove and knowing like where your hand is in space where, you know, even as an infielder, right? Like if your your glove position is just slightly in a different angle, um, when it comes in, it doesn't hit your pocket perfect and it hits, you know, it you know ricochets off one of your fingers or, you know, again, you don't take away some of that force the ball was hit at is, you know, again, how uh, that skill set is just naturally built within, Mm -hmm. you know, other parts of the game. Um, And I think that's one thing, uh, you know, not to get too far into this, this rabbit hole here, but like, I think that's one thing that people miss within baseball as well is that it's not just, there's a lot of other sports where like hitting would be the sport or pitching would be the sport where you have a whole nother side of baseball where again, the defensively is a whole nother monster. Um, and so you have that whole other side, and then again you mix in obviously um, your sprinting and all that stuff. Like, like again, baseball has a whole bunch of skills all wrapped into one sport. Um, and then also you you put the psychology side behind it of being like um, a lot of sports. You have constant action, constant action, constant action. Um, baseball is also very unique in the sense, same sense as you could be the left fielder not get to play all game. You, you know you got you know what from both sides of the ball. You got two hundred and something pitches that are thrown in the game, not one requires you to do anything. And then all of a sudden a ball's hit. And then this is the most important part of the game and you better be mm-hmm. ready to go. And like, that's a very unique thing within side of baseball. Um, that again, like you might not be needed the whole game. And then I need you the most important part of the game. I need you right now. Yeah. Um, and be ready to rock. And so, um, tying all those things like back though, for, um, him as a, him as a hitter. Um, I thought that was, uh, I, when, cause again, just to take, through some of the conversations that me and him had originally was he was like, you know, when we talked about him coming in and getting his numbers throughout his eval, he's like, you know, I've got my numbers before. Like, mm. you know, I'm good. Like, I don't know if I yeah. need to do an eval. And I'm like, look, like, again, like just so you guys know our process, um, we don't bring, uh, you know, we don't train a, a hitter without having, mm. um, without having, an eval um especially like a pro guy when we have very limited time i'm gonna have you for three days uh there's a lot of information that we need to have in a short period of time but also it's not just getting your numbers uh but it's also the the biggest part is like the collection process is the the easiest part mm-hmm. right that's that's that that's the fastest but then when we sit down and go over what you're doing how the, you know again some uh letting you know about for you specifically you know, we're not going to give you a whole lesson on the entire body, but specifically on your deficiencies and telling you what needs to happen for uh, that segment of your body and like what's actually wrong. And then, okay, um, this is why we're going to train this, and this is the numbers. Like again, if you were to sit down with a doctor, like he's not going to. Again, if you have a knee problem, he's not going to tell you the whole anatomy of like what's going on at your. In your shoulder or whatever all these things are right like it's like okay like let me tell you exactly what's going on with the you know and like as from a doctor you go with that same analogy like okay we're going to talk about the anatomy of the knee right what's happening in your knee how your knee's moving and why we have to do x y and z to fix that and so a lot of times with these guys we sit down kind of give them a general overview of that exact Uh, deficiency that they're having, um, you know, uh, why that is problematic within their, their swing. Um, all the things, if you were to go back to that same analogy, again, your MRI, your x-ray, your, um, your blood pressure, your vitals, your, all all these things, right. And and saying that, okay, look, your vitals are indicating something's wrong. Then we go layer deeper and we look at some of the outer data. This also, um, you know, points to this, um, this is why we would go and fix these things. Um, and then also, um, you know, we usually break, They, you know, go to lunch afterwards, come back, and then, you know, we start getting after it.
0: Yeah, and and just wanted to uh, note something is the data too is important because especially someone that may not have the feel right, uh, you know, you may see something with your eyes and you know what to go and attack when Mm -hmm. it comes to, uh, you know, where he's leaking up the chain, um, you know, some of these different things. But if they can't feel it, they may not be as receptive to, um, your feedback of like, this is why we're working on this, you mm-hmm. know? And so given that data uh, also too, I think can be a big part of um, giving them a visual and, and, and being more receptive to the feedback of like, this is why we're working on this. Mm-hmm. Here's the data for it mm-hmm. rather than just saying like, I can see it.
1: Yeah. And it, yeah, I mean, it's like going to a doctor again. If they You go to a doctor and they told you you had cancer, um, I'm just not gonna take his word for it, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I'm gonna wanna see, like, again, the doctor's gonna come in with a MRI, a biopsy, they're gonna do all these tests, they're gonna, like, show you, and then also, to determine, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like, hey, at this level, you know, again, for your age, your thing, like, typically people only, you know, that's like, you know, six months or whatever, and so we kinda do a version of that within our hitters being like, hey, like, for example, like, you know, um, we see here, usually typically you're within a three mile an hour spread, you're at a five mile an hour spread or seven mile an hour spread, uh, which is a red flag for us. And, you know, typically again, at this level, like that doesn't play. And so, um, and then, you know, you're, you're talking about that with that guy's mm-hmm. individual situation. Like, you know, um, if you continue to do this, you know, like. You're basically risking your mm-hmm. your career unless this gets fixed. Yeah. Um, and again, like we're not the ones that are you know taking the bat out of their hand. We're just again and again, just like a doctor is not the one that um, you know is determining the moment you die. Right? It's just giving you ranges like, hey, like you know, again, the just the odds are not in your favor uh, because of you know these things and what we're seeing in, in ranges with you know other uh, other athletes. And so I think that could be very powerful for an athlete. Um, and then. I think my my favorite part though, especially with guys like him, is like afterwards us sitting down and him being like and I'm like, Do you see why we needed to do the mm-hmm. eval? And he's like, Dude, yeah, like I, and I was like, look, I get it. There's people, you know, again, like they're trying to get, just get a money plug for you or, you know, yeah. whatever that is. But I'm just like, you know, again, like it doesn't make sense that we just go straight into a session. Um, like you have to be able to see these things. And again, you're going to have so much more buy-in when you understand why we're mm-hmm. working on what we're working on and what we're trying to fix specifically. Um, and then he's just like, you know, hundred percent, like it just brings so much clarity. And then uh, the other side of that as well is then when we train um, how particular how different our training is and mm-hmm. why we do what we do. Um, I think is a big, is a big deal of uh, where, you know, again, we spend like our whole first session. I don't know if we even went to front toss. I think maybe we did in a little side yeah, toss. Very end, maybe. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a little side toss, but it, a lot of it was off the tee when yeah. working on a specific, his specific deficiencies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, again, like after, uh, the first, uh, first session and we go in a second session and just start talking about these things and blending it back up and blending it back into his game swing. Um, and then him saying, and I remember asking him the question is like, can you imagine now, like if I was just firing 95 at <laughs> you and then trying to get you to fix these specific yeah. deficiencies. Right. And, and another way of, th- and he's like, yeah, there's no way. And it's the kind of the same thing as like thinking about it. Like, um, again, if you go back to like that martial arts example, mm-hmm. right, like Yes, there is certain things like if I was in the middle of a fight that we could, you know, uh, I could get someone to do. But typically the only time I can get someone to do it in the middle of a fight while it's really happening is they've already trained it for a really Mm. long time. And then maybe they just need to be reminded, you know, to do, you know, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah." like, okay, I got that feel or this, you know, this pressure or whatever that is. Right. Um, Or maybe it's like, you know, more of an approach thing like, hey, be patient, like, you know, X, Y, Z. Right. Well you know, obviously in fighting the same way, it's like, hey, be patient, stop reaching for it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Those things are a lot easier to do when you're in the middle yeah. of a, a battle. Right. But if we're working on a very specific deficiency, when it comes into like what's going on with their hips or any of those things, like, and it, even if you go come from it from a side of like PTs or any of that stuff, like, you know, like a PT wouldn't be like, oh, we need to get your like inter- internal rotation better on your mm-hmm. front hip. Okay, like let's go do this. Let's go just yeah. go play baseball. Like, no, yeah. we would we would dial it all the way back. We would regress all mm-hmm. the way back and again specifically diagnose what's going on with, you know, what we're trying to get the hip to do. And then, you know, again, maybe this, you know, we've got to mix in isometrics and some yeah. of these other things that get it to happen. And then, you know, I think. With us, it's that also that specific uh, area we're going in. It's like, okay, we're not only going to specifically do that, but we're going to add, we're going to take that PT side, but then we're going to also blend it and do coordination at the same mm-hmm. time. So you're not just gaining ranges of motion, but you're also uh, learning how to stabilize that range of motion and then also training firing patterns and coordination patterns all at the same time, all into one. Um, and I think um, it gets some unique outcomes. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. No, and another thing too that um, uh, just remembered that I thought was super important about that the whole three day process was uh, when he made the comment about his legs, he was like, you know, I always, you know, I always was like, use your legs, like use your legs. But now I know how to use my legs and um, using the, the med ball with them, the heavy balls um, and really focused on being more anchored and stable and braced uh, rather than, you know, where he was pushing and spinning um, with his legs. And, you know, you do feel him firing. Right, your legs, but um, you know, I thought that was a really important comment for him of um, gaining that awareness of how he's using his legs. Which also, too, I found a lot of hitters are just so unaware of what their pelvis is doing, their legs are doing. Um, and I, you know, a lot of our hitters currently don't play multiple sports; um, they're all in on baseball. Um, but that was something interesting too. Growing up, like I never played soccer or anything and uh you know as we started talking about it and you started talking about like um adding in some of those those tasks beforehand before you hit like hacky sack or something like that Mm -hmm. um makes a lot of sense why i sucked at hacky sack you know yeah you know my kinesthetic awareness was just poor like i couldn't Mm -hmm. tell you where you know my lower half was through Mm -hmm. space at all and Mm -hmm. if i needed to make an adjustment i thought i was and i wasn't making the right adjustment because i didn't have that feel and so um i thought that was an important part of his process too uh, was being able to feel how he was using his legs differently. Um, and to it being stronger too, in a sense, like he was getting more into the ball. Um, and he wasn't actively spinning and pushing out of his lower half, um, which I thought was a big step for him too. Yeah. Um,
1: and, a, and, and that could be big. I mean, obviously it's one thing to say those things too. And then, um, okay. You're like, Oh, I like the aesthetics and it's like, again, we have a force plate. So it's mm-hmm. like, Oh, he's not pushing versus load. low. It's like, well, I can measure that. Yeah. Like, is he, is he actually better? Or are we, you know, you just aesthetically like how it looks. So we always go back there and same thing too. It's like, and, um, I think one thing to remember, and I think the data reflected that when I went back and reviewed it afterwards, uh, was, was he, uh, completely not doing that move anymore. It's like, no, no, no. Uh-huh. But it was better. Yeah, it was better. And so like when you look at his data, it reflected that, right? Like, especially when it comes to, um, the big thing that we're looking at for him is when we're looking at his kinematics, like his pelvis, how slow it got up to speed It never really like had a sharp peak. It just rolled. And then his D cells weren't really well. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, at the end, like he had real sharp, uh, lines with his yeah. pelvis. Um, and he was transferring speed, um, a lot better from his pelvis to his trunk. Yeah. Um, which was, you know, again, one of the main things that we were doing for him. So he didn't have to compensate so much. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think one thing that the data doesn't uh, show other than you can see it show up in um you know like rap soda data and some of that stuff as well and obviously what he can see in you take like the visual what you could see is that as a as a hitting coach one thing you're going to start noticing it was. Because uh, he wasn't landing with his pelvis constantly open, um, you know, again, his direction was a lot better and his power. And what you're going to see on the, the other side of that is like his power to left field uh, was substantially yeah. uh, way better uh, than it was, you know, just three days prior. Um, and I think a lot of times um, that can get missed, especially if you're going to evaluate afterwards and you're, you're just purely looking at like power numbers and a lot of those things. It's like not understanding how positioning and orientation, how that mm. changes dramatically my results as well when it comes into spacing and direction and a lot of that other stuff. Um, so I think that that, you know, all of those can be, uh, really important that it's not yes, like force and speeds are what we're looking at uh, all the time too, but also within, uh, kinematics that we're also looking at, uh, positioning and where, uh, you know, things are in space at what period in time, um, can be big. But you also reminded me, um, one thing that we did and we should, mix it in on add another line on the board is one thing that we would do for our college uh program uh back when i'm we were at 108 was what i would do is i would force the guys to do something kinesthetic based every day so you know again like they would play uh they play ping pong or they would play uh they would i'd make them you know play hacky sack or i'd make them i would make them do um i would make them do uh i used to set it up they used to get pissed at me because it was like a a corporate um, what do you call it? Like space, uh, the offices yeah. and there'd be like trucks be driving and stuff. Yeah. But I'd have the guys out there playing, um, badminton and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Right. And, you know, and so it's fun for them. Yes. But also too, like it's very fine yeah. uh, motor skills. And especially when it comes into, you know, those, those birdies, like they're kind of hard. Like they, yeah. they move kind of, uh, you know, yeah. erratic and, and, uh, you know, obviously goes by the air. It's a little windy those days. And also too, like it, it, when you first hit it it's really fast and then mm. it slows down so it's yeah. like a changing speeds and then you have to be really fine with uh the rackets to hit it square um and so a lot of people like um underestimate but it's weird because again like not weird but um because you understand it when you look into that it's like if you were to take like badminton right and then you put like the baseball team against the football team like baseball team is going to dominate that. Mm. Right. If you take uh, badminton and you take, you know, uh, again, baseball team against the soccer team, like baseball team is going to dominate that. Like, um, the only team that's going to have a, you know, a pretty good shot at that is like the tennis team. Mm. Right. And like to beat the baseball team. Um, and again, th- there's a lot of that transfer. And then obviously, like, again, if you take baseball players over to play tennis, like they're going to do generally, you know, well, mm. um, there's a lot of transfer within the sport of what goes over. And we've always talked about that as like, um, we actually, it, obviously at a different level at this, uh, here at at this level, but it, it does make a statement that, uh, we used to say that as well as that, uh, when, um, Bo and I were playing at Sterling, um, the, the football team, uh, was actively trying to recruit our baseball, our baseball mm-hmm. players. Um, and, and, and like just truly to, um, there was a big portion of our team that had also been recruited to go play football, mm-hmm. uh, division one and some of those things as well. And it's like, you know, like at that level of like NAI football, where we were ranked, like, like our football team playing our baseball team, like, I'm not probably a good chance we could have won, but I'm also going to say at a minimum, they would have had a tough game. You know, they would have had a tough game Um, just because again, like what our guys were Mm. able to do. And now again, obviously that doesn't match up at at, at different levels, but at that level and like, you know, where the separation of like, again, we're number five in the country. Uh, Mm. We had some, you know, again, some really, uh, again, those are a world series team compared to, um, an NAIA football team that was fighting, you know, just to get in a good yeah. place in their conference. Uh, there obviously was, there's some discrepancies there. And then, you know, a couple of other dudes could also were nasty basketball players. Yeah. Um, and so we tell the story before that, like the basketball team wouldn't even want, uh, they wouldn't, play, they wouldn't play our, our, our yeah. baseball team. Um, which is funny cause you know, you think it's, but again, they have nothing, to, they have nothing to win there, right? Mm. If they win, they beat the baseball guys. Yeah, if they lose, they lose, they got beat oh, by the babies. baseball guys. It's just, like, yeah. <laughs> there's nothing to win there. Right. It's like, yeah. don't even show up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, but anyways, yeah, like all around, like how important all that could be. Um, what would you say though? Um, cause I know we talk like that have been so many people from the outside, um, of asking you about how we do things like how much, training wise you know how how would you tell uh some random audience like why is it so different than how normal how other people are training baseball like i don't i don't think like unless you're here like mm. and I'll, I'll give this quick thing and i'm gonna throw it to you is that like for example like we had we had a pro organization come in um they, they came and shadowed uh for a day and then he left and then he sent me a message and he's like, dude, that's the best thing I've done all off season. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and then I was like, I was like, thanks, man. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm happy that we could provide, you know, some value to you and add some things to you. And then, you know, we stopped texting and then he texts me again later that night and he's just like, man, I'm, I'm going to send you, I'm going to send you some gear, man. I got to hook mm-hmm. you like, like, man, like I learned so much okay. today, did it, I connected so many dots. And like, this is like a big league coach, mm-hmm. right? Like this is a big league coach. And, um, you know, it's, it's just, it's big. Like, you know, not even. Coordinator like I mean straight you know straight from the big leagues, right of like mm. how much he pulled, and it's like sometimes I can forget you know um how different we are when we train, yeah um and how we look at a lot of different things, and so sometimes it takes moments like that for me to like come surface level and go like man, like you know, mm. and I, I was telling uh, Jarrell that actually the other day where I was like I was like, man, like I'm so much better of a coach you know, today than I was even a year ago. Yeah. Um, dramatically. But what would you say again, coming in from that outside and being a little bit more fresh and also having perspectives, a lot of different coaches in the space of like how differently we mm. train?
0: Yeah. I think the biggest thing, um, in my opinion is, you know, when, when it was training, even a year ago, two years ago, because technically, you know, started uh, working with you about a year ago, uh, a couple of years ago, really training was, Um, here's three drills, like maybe open 45, closed 45, and then heavy balls, whatever. Right. And there's really no, uh, there's really no diversion from that plan. It was like, this is what you're doing today, period. Uh, Whereas kind of like the board out there, um, you know, we give structure, but there's also um, like freedom within that structure to then divert from that. You know, if, if, the the specific drill that we give may the focus may be on barrel entry right and we're working on it but we're not getting the move that we want out of it that drill's not um getting the result that we want um we're not married to it you know and Mm -hmm. whereas i think you know there's so many um people i mean even including myself when i was playing it's like uh, for a little while you know open 45s were my thing like i loved open 45. So like, I just always did them, but, um, I didn't have the awareness to realize like, okay, while the drill helped for a little bit, it also led to me doing some things as I continued to do that drill over time. Um, that didn't necessarily help my swing anymore. Like I I needed to Mm. stop doing open 45s every single day for half my routine, you know? And so, um, I think the big thing is just not being married to one drill, um, or implement or cue, um, you know, the goal is, the goal is to hit, period, you know, it's not, let's get him to hit within the open 45 drill, like, it's to get him to hit, you know, and if the open 45 is the drill that gets it, great, if the hurdles to implement that helps, great, the heavy bat, great, like, you know, it, it's not, it's not so much about, um, you know, what, the the way we did it, or the way that it helped us, um, or, definitely not the way you know, that i did it yeah. I, I,
1: I i promise you i teach the opposite of the way i hit no. <laughs> i promise pro- listen i don't want to teach you how i did it because you yeah. your boy your boy didn't you know you know i I don't want to teach you how to suck we good you yeah. know what I'm saying? there's yeah. some other stuff and
0: to yeah. um like the ability to to pull like you know i don't have the martial arts background that you do mm. um but the ability and also to the passion for all of us to bring in different analogies to speak their language, to help them understand, um, you know, like, uh, the kid, what was it? Tuesday, uh, Meisner, um, brought up the hockey references cause his dad watches hockey and it's like, mm. he didn't, he didn't play hockey, mm-hmm. but then, you know, so that, that's not, that, that wasn't clicking for him. Mm. And then you went to golf, mm-hmm. right? And he was like, Oh yeah, I golf all the time. And like, you know, that, that yeah. analogy kicked in. That,
1: uh, that happened with me with, um, Uh, So funny that happened with me with uh, Ryan court, the same thing. Mm. I was talking to him and I'm like trying to get him to do this move. And it took me like two hours. I couldn't get him to do it. Couldn't get him to do it. Like, and then I was just like, you know, it's like tennis. And he's like, Oh yeah, I played tennis yeah. my whole life, and I'm like, <laughs> good. Yes, I should have uh, brought that up before. But it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like your top, your top yeah. spinning a ball uh, in tennis. Like, mm-hmm. show me what that would look like. And then like, but we do, we do, we did tennis for like five minutes. And then he was like, boom, could just do yeah. it. you know. And it's just like he needed to make that connection. And he's just like, oh, okay, I, you know, again, and 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 that could be, you know, a really big thing. It's like, and I tried a lot of other things before that, right? I tried a lot of other constraints, yeah. a lot of that stuff. But what was limiting, uh, limiting him was he when he associated with baseball there was a certain way that he uh needed to move uh in association with like baseball and like how he was mm-hmm. you know how he put those two things together yeah. um and so when he was like i'm like hey this is not a baseball bat this is a racket mm. then he was like all of a sudden he can do the move yeah right and so that your brain has associations even with objects um That's really important where, again, Mm. like when I associate, like, again, if I put a club in your hand or something like that, like you can do different things. Mm. Uh, then again, if I put a baseball in your hand, it's like, you know, you start to, I have to move it this way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And to, um, you know, I've mentioned this before, but the prep work, uh, and how much transfer there is from the prep work, uh, to the cage, you know, like, um, and given the cue or the feel or certain drills, um, with the bat and how similar they are to some of the prep work. Right. And so, um, like for example, like yesterday, uh, working with a couple of kids, um, and we were doing the, um, um, the back leg med ball tosses, mm-hmm. doing the back, back leg med ball tosses. Cause, uh, again, like last week we did step throughs with, uh, Carrillo, Um, and I kind of was like, okay, like he was struggling with him. His, his knees still wanted to dive in. He was, um, you know, doing some things. And so uh, not really moving as reciprocal as you know, we liked doing that. And so um, kind of had him doing back leg med ball tosses and it clicked for him. It, it helped him with that feel of like closing that gap and like creating that stretch across his obliques and then firing, right? And so uh, so with that, and then as we went on uh, throughout the session, um, that feeling of, hey, close that gap. And I was like, it's just like the back leg med ball tosses, right? Like right now your back shoulder's firing to your front hip, but your front hip's spinning out, like it's, it's chasing your front hip, right? Like close mm-hmm. the gap, let mm-hmm. them come together. And you know, that feel for him was big. And uh, like his entry cleaned up quite a bit. He stayed in posture, um, stayed way more connected. Wasn't so much like spinning out, um, you know, staying anchored way better, holding the ground better, um, all those things. And so like that transfer from out of the cage, into the cage and how um, that can create these feels for them Mm. um as well and then you know that can lead to routines right yeah there's
1: definitely people there's definitely people that do prep work just to say that they're doing prep work Mm. and it's not specifically working on a specific deficiency Mm. um uh, that could be wrong with that and again like we have a system of how we actually you know like we do that how we can uh bucket guys um and then also make it individualized at the same time and that was like one of the big things that some of these poor organizations kind of Still from us. Because I, one of the things I bring up is like, um, a lot of college coaches are like, that's great, but like, how do you do it with 40 guys? And I'm like, well, 108, I, I did it with 120. Mm. So, and so like, yeah, I had to come up with a system. And again, mm-hmm. at a major league organization, like, you got 120, you know, or 120 to 140 uh, hitters, some organizations less, but um, especially now because they're trying to cut down. Yeah. But um, yeah, like with that, like, you can have systems and you can, uh, the structure will give you freedom mm. um, if you structure it well. Yeah, um, from the get go, and I think that that's a that's a big piece, and we have some we have some things coming out for y'all that will be yeah. that will be helpful for you guys to be able to implement um, at that level too.
0: Yeah, and the the structure that gives you freedom is big. I actually um, the first time I kind of heard that was actually last year it's before um, my coach last year brought that up was like everything we did was so you know listed out and structured, and uh, kind of the mindset of the team just to give the the vibe was controlling, like, you know, like I have to do boom, 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 boom. But then I sat down and had a conversation and I can't remember if it was, you know, a group of us or or me. And it wasn't to go to talk about this, but it ended up, you know, talking about it's like the structures give you freedom. Now think about how little you have to use your brain power for, because I told you at what time we're doing this, what time we're doing that, what drills you're doing, this and that. And now you can use your brain to be creative within that. Like, okay, one of these drills isn't isn't working for me. Like, I'm not getting the most out of it. it's okay. Like you, like you, the other two were fine. Use your brain, be creative with all the lifting, the exercises that we're doing before practice, during practice uh, drills in the cage, everything to then get you right, mm-hmm. you know? And like, um, and then you rementioned that and it was like a little reminder. It's like, um, go in there and have the structure, but that structure, like you said, if well-organized too, Um, you know, that allows your brain to be creative and be Mm. free thinking. So you're not so um, tied down because Mm. um, there's two, there's, in my opinion, too, there's like, there's two ways you can be just like so free where you can't, you know, you don't have your process, you're not focused. um, Or you can be like overly locked into that. Whereas like, I I, I went both ways, you Mm. know, it was almost like overly coachable where I'd just do anything. You threw it my way, I'd do it. Right. And then I wouldn't you know, when I'd get results, I, I didn't stick with it. Um, uh, and then I went the other way where it's like, I just stuck to the plan regardless yeah. of what it was doing because that was what was on paper. And so, um, it comes yeah. back
1: because uh, that's why I always say like one of my favorite quotes, like the plan is everything. The plan mm. is nothing, you know, to plan is everything. The people in the podcast are like, I've heard this so many times, Yeah, like letting it sleep, like, seep into yeah. your head. Right. Cause again, it's so, it's so important is that, um, again, to plan, is everything. Um, but, um, the plan is nothing if the plan doesn't work. Yeah. Right. And so you gotta be able to adjust those things. Um, and also to have a structure that you can uh, go to and say, okay, this is what generally uh what we're gonna do today, but also to, um, I'm gonna I'm also gonna have some adjustability here and see like, okay, if the team's not getting this, I'm gonna spend a little extra time on this mm-hmm. today. Or again, if um they're they're doing this really well, like maybe I can speed this up and we can take less time on this today. And we didn't mm-hmm. I was planning on doing this for the rest of the week and now I realize we only have to do it for two days this mm-hmm. week. And so to be the to have the ability to be able to do both where I'm not you know, locked in my ways, but also at the same time, I'm all just because I know that I might change it doesn't mean that I don't plan and and pre as a prerequisite before mm-hmm. I walk into it. So I think that that's always, um, you know, really big there. But I think, you know, like overall, I think is the big piece is like, that's why uh, a lot of people ask me too. It's like, man, like, you know, you give away everything, like a lot of times too, like we have pro organizations that constantly come in here. It's like, I don't charge them anything for mm. them to come in here and and, and, and you know still from ideas and yeah. things that we're doing from training perspectives or and, the, and a large part right now what they're actually doing is there's a lot of organizations coming in or having you know meetings um, with us where uh, they want to try to model our cage and like mm. how we put it together from a lab perspective, um, which is first off an honor just for them yeah. to you know uh, that that's the case and like we're you know we we've currently built like mm. that's awesome, um, but also with that being said as well it's like. Again, I I was talking that with um, uh, Scott Baker yesterday at the high school. I said, look, there's a lot of people that could have this exact field. Mm. What you do on this field and what somebody else does with this field is going to be completely different. You create a state championship team, they can can have a team that's the last place in the league, Mm. right? And you guys have the same tools. Right. So what's the biggest difference is obviously the coaching there. And again, the same thing. It's like, it's like, Hey, like you could come in and have all the same tools. Someone could have this exact same building. They can, st- they can have our exact same tech. They could have it all like, yeah. like those. Yes. Those tools definitely create um, advantages as well. Um, but also too, like how I actually utilize those tools and how I pull all those things together. Like that is the bigger piece um, that is a bigger piece and that's why I don't mind even again like someone can come in for a day two days all those other things and people are worried about like um, you know competitive advantages or all those other things it's like there's there's no way again you could come in for three weeks a month straight like yeah. you're still only getting a it's again yeah. like if that was the case I would again I could I could create you know first off I could create if that was the case and it was just that simple mm. there could be you know 50 Codies oh, right yeah. but again there's not. Right. And the reason that is, is again, one, it takes into the individual and like how mm-hmm. you apply and take those things. You also had a background in you know, anatomy and biomechanics and physiology and all these mm-hmm. other things. A lot of people didn't have backgrounds in. So that's why you took to it so fast. Yeah. And then two, on top of that, like, again, like I always like say that it, for typically it takes me when, again, when, uh, there's somebody, uh, I've had a couple of different coaches that, you know, I've trained on things as it typically takes me about a year uh, with a guy to get him to a general level where I'm like, mm. Mm, okay, like we're at a good spot where, yeah. um, you know, I, I I I trust them in a lot of different ways, mm-hmm. and I feel like you know, again, like you guys could really help uh, hitters, and so um, you know, and then that's a year straight of like us being together, yeah. right? Where, um, you know, again, so if somebody comes in for three weeks, three days, any of those other things, I'm like, dude, like it doesn't yeah. matter what I give you right now, like I'm gonna add value to you, but um, it's not like all of a sudden I feel threatened anyways. And the whole point is to grow the game. Right. So like, you know, again, I'm not, I'm not sitting here just like trying to hoard information. Like Mm -hmm. first off, like that's how I learned. Um, second off on top of that, it's like, there's so much to learn to still learn. And there's so many things that I'm learning on a daily basis. It's like, even if we talked yesterday, it's like, I got 10 more things today. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I I believe in that side of abundance in the first place is like, i abundantly learned all the information that i already you know Mm -hmm. currently understand and again when i go meet like again like again yesterday was spending time with uh, scott baker it's like you know he's been around the game for a Mm -hmm. long time has won a lot of national and state championships um he's had a lot of a lot of success and then him being like yo hey man like i talk to a lot of people about baseball but like what you guys are doing and Mm -hmm. how you talk about hitting and how we like that's we're talking about I mean, that's a different, we're talking about something different, mm. right? And so, and again, and that's within us having, spending a couple hours together. Yeah. I'm like, you know, there's so much mm. abundantly from that other side that um, at no point, like, I don't ever feel like, um, you know, I need to hoard something or somebody posts something that I taught them. It's like, who cares? Like, I don't, I don't care.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's like, goes back to, it's been over a year and still there's some days like you'll come in mm. and the conversation's just like, well, I literally sit right across the hallway from you every single day and there's still something new that pops up or i go out there and i see something and i try something different based on you know something that we may have talked about months ago or um i learned or whatever mm-hmm. like just continuing to learn and so and, yeah. and to truly like the passion for me is you know it took me until i was 23 in my fifth year senior year to learn this and so it's like yep. you know like you said push the game forward i'd love people to know as much of this information before they're, yeah. you know, long past their, yeah. their time too. So. Why, don't you,
1: why don't you bring up too, I, uh, I thought it was a good conversation when we had that, um, when we were talking out there about, um, it's cool because a lot of times when we have these conversations, especially when there's Zoom meetings, like we can record them. Mm-hmm. And again, we're making more and more of these uh, um, available on Farm Plus so people can kind of listen on these conversations too. Um, but yeah, why don't you um, kind of bring that up about when we were, I sat down with um, Dr. Scott Lynn from Swing yeah. Catalyst again the other day. And, you know, we always, we generally have these meetings every couple of weeks and talk mm-hmm. about biomechanics and yeah. ground force and some of that stuff. And uh, why don't you kind of. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: so first first things first, I thought it was, it was funny at ABCA. He came over and was talking and uh, he had nothing but good things. He's like, he's just. He's literally looked up everything I've ever done. Is like, yeah, I, knew did. What I, did. <laughs> I did, I did, <laughs> I studied that like, man.
1: Everything that Scott has ever put out on yeah. social media or from like any course or anything, like I went and watched all of it first. And and again, before we move from there, like I think that's what you should do, right? If I think everybody what they want to do when you don't value somebody's time. And you don't value the information, you just go straight to them, and you're just like, "Hey, can you just speed this up for me?" Yeah. When in reality, it's like, "Look, they've probably already done a, a mm-hmm. big chunk of work. Like, go and consume what they've already created. Mm-hmm. That's like on demand, other things. And also, too, if it's really valuable to uh, to you, and again, especially because it will speed up your career and all those other things. Like, dude, like this is this is a reciprocal relationship. Like, I don't mm-hmm. mind spending money with you mm-hmm. because you're teaching me, and you're you're yeah. you're 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 gonna that information is gonna help me help so many hitters. Mm-hmm. And again, also from a business side, like I'm gonna make money from this information mm-hmm. as well. So like of course like again why should I not pay for you know pay for you and uh, again and get into that stuff so again yes I I invest into a lot of time and a lot of things into all of his resources before I went and started asking questions about things he's already built
0: yeah Yeah. and so just on top of that like you went and researched everything that I believe you said that he's publicly put Mm -hmm. out there uh, was the words that you used, and so you went and did that plus on top of the knowledge you already had or the thoughts that you already had um, and in that particular talk, you're like, you know, um, you talked about your theories, but now that you have force plate, now you're starting to put um, more data to you know, talk about why some of it was right or some of it was wrong and whatnot. And, and uh, it was it was interesting because, um, you know, you had these thoughts or these drills um, that you were like, you know, this is what I'm seeing with it. This is kind of why I do it. And then um, you started putting some data behind it and then communicating that with him And one in particular, uh, I believe was the lunge swings that you're talking about with him, and, uh, kind of like the, the vertical force with the front leg that you were getting, um, and how that was able to, um, kind of shoot that energy up the body and, and, uh, get that up the chain. And then he was, um, his response was like, Hmm, that's really interesting. Like, like, you know, almost as if like he, he hadn't thought about that, uh, Mm -hmm. before. Um, and you know, his background being a a biomechanist, um, he doesn't necessarily train, Mm-hmm. Um, like you have, yeah. Or do. He looks at a
1: lot of data. He just doesn't train yeah, a lot of hitters. Yeah, looks at a lot of yeah. data. And or then, I don't think he really trains any hitters. More golfers, but yeah, still, golfer. and he still doesn't train a lot of golfers either. Uh, yeah.
0: But yeah, and then and then the like the analogies that you use to describe. And so I'm sure everyone's probably heard this the mm-hmm. last couple of weeks. You've used it quite a few times. But the mm-hmm. bucket and the water. Yeah. Um. You know the water bottle. Like the the different ways that you took the data and then you made it make sense. And then also to um rather than looking at the data from just an analysis like okay this person um you know won't be able to do this very well or you know they're typically better at this okay well this is what i'm seeing with the data like how can we get them better at that rather than just let them you know yeah. suck at it this that. is just what they do yeah this yeah. is just what they do yeah. right and so uh and then you and just, for a while it's
1: been like that even like um stone uh, a lot of the times that's what he told me as well he's like man you know for a long time like uh we we started to we just started to understand the ground force that uh, the ground force that and how guys like like to create force but it was more of just like an assessment of being like this is how he mm-hmm. creates force and um, that's that and this is yeah. typically the profiles that they have when they create force this way not necessarily changing and mm-hmm. using that to actually develop hitters
0: yeah and then i believe the the analogy that he used uh, I'm kind of talking about the olympic shot putters you know like the mm-hmm. spin yeah um, like there's there's two different forms and now everyone does the spin but He's talking about like so that analogy of, um, you know, they used to just choose, hey, you're the four best at this technique. You're the four best rather than seeing, Okay, can you actually put up better results with the other technique? We're just going to, you know, this is how you do it. Right. Um, And you're pretty good at this technique. Yeah. And so um, and that's kind of how, you know, I thought about that, too, is um, you're just taking the data and saying this is how they this is how they like to create force, Right. And so this person's x this person's y right yeah whereas um, you're looking at the data and it's like okay so how do I take this data one know how he creates force what that's gonna mean like is he gonna be better or worse at you know certain moves uh, what's that gonna because Is he going gonna lose space um, is he gonna lose direction um, you know these different things that are gonna happen in the swing uh, and then also to how do I make it better and um, without giving too much away because it's like an hour and 15 minute long conversation is good. Um, but yeah, no, just the different uh, drills techniques you talked about, uh, the reverse leg kick, um, kind of like a wild drill to some people's, uh, mind, but how, um, that was one that he, he really liked, uh, when you were showing him, it's like, you know, look at how you're loading your pelvis. And then now you just put your foot on the ground. Now you're just loading to your hip rather than bringing it up and, and, uh, like that one. And then talking about the farm boards, um, and how they work, uh, with them and then making that make sense of, you know, how you're like, which direction the board's going, um, and how that was kind of telling you what you needed to know without having a force plate. Um, and so it was really interesting to see, um, him knowing what the data looks like, uh, but then you two going back and forth and breaking it down. Um, and then even at times sometimes you're like, well, you know, I'm going to see more of this type of force, uh, here And he was just like, yeah, go back and look at it. He was like, yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. And so um, it was pretty cool to see you guys go back and forth. And then um, almost, again, a skill acquisition way too, um, which is kind of your bread and butter, something that you're pretty known for. But, um, you know, how to make someone get this data start manipulating the data a little bit in a way like mm. don't just let it be the data and yeah. you know, this is just how they move. Like, yeah. okay, how can I start to tighten this mm. up? And, um, you know, generally this is how they move, but can we start to tighten up these moves? So it's You're not, bad. um, they're just going to push horizontally and yeah. just let them push horizontally and let them lose space and direction all the time. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah,
1: yeah, I think, I think it's a very interesting too. Cause again, like when we have conversations, I think what people would generally think how that conversation would go would be like, you know, I'm just like, taking all these things from him. Mm. Um, when again, it's a reciprocal relationship mm. where like he respects my side, I respect him yeah. and what he brings and what he knows. And he'll connect some of uh, very specific questions of like mm. what I'm seeing and data and what yeah, that like, you know, means. Pressure. Right. Yeah. And we'll, so we'll talk through some of those things and then also too, but it's also on the other side of like, even though he's been looking at this data and how he's been thinking about it is, you know, there's times where he's thinking about a certain force and like what's mm-hmm. being created and then being like, well, also, you know, especially even from what you've told, you know, told me and like what I understand with this, if that was true in the camera, you know, again, because we have cameras as well is like uh, he would be falling this way or he'd be falling that way. And he's not doing that, which means he's countering it for it. Like we yeah. start getting into these more in-depth conversations. And then that's where it's like, um, you know, again, like we're connecting dots for For him as well Mm -hmm. right it's not it's not you know yeah anyways but
0: yeah no definitely definitely mutual um going back and forth like for example like the heel toe pressure um you had a question um which in the conversation you're like this is this is what i'm thinking but then he confirmed it and then uh, then you started talking about the farm boards and um kind of how that visually what you're looking for and then with the pressure and the data uh, to correlate to it and everything and so um, but no, it's definitely, definitely a mutual conversation going back and forth. And, um, yeah, no, it was, it was interesting. And then to his knowledge on golfers, um, and then being able to take that information and then you have your background in baseball, um, and now starting to put that data and bringing value to him in that way of, um, you know, we're having people in house hit on that and now it's helping him make sense of the data in a baseball mindset, which he hasn't spent a lot of time yep. uh, with as well. So. Um, yeah but yeah,
1: it's big yeah so yeah i think um, you know there's a lot of things too i think there's a lot of other areas that we can dive into but mm. um again we're continuing to again trying to give that same experience to people that again just can't come to vegas and i don't know be here consistently mm. and yeah. also again that we can't have on staff and we, yeah. we can't do with certain things so we're trying to you know get that information out to more and more people and 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 relay a lot of that information to continue to uh push things out and so we're finding more and more ways yeah. of getting creative of what that looks like and giving people those experiences. I think with technology advancing, we have some pretty cool mm. ideas of things in the future of how that could look as well. Um, but yeah, there's a, you know, a lot of different things of insights and uh, we want to continue to share. But yeah. yeah. Until next time, my boy Cody, Martin. It's kind of messed up. You didn't bring tank today.
0: Nah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he doesn't have what it takes for the podcast. Uh, only uh, only ooh, the 10, 10 minutes. Minute or, or less? Uh,
1: 10 Ten or less, um, yeah, and uh, we'll see you next time. Farm system out.